This episode is brought to you by Beautycon Box. Okay, so as you guys know, I love a good beauty product. That's why I'm super excited to introduce you to Beautycon Box. So basically, it's a subscription box that's delivered to your door every season. Each beauty box is carefully curated by your favorite beauty gurus. Isn't that fun? Some of their highlights are their Flutter Lash or Ofra Liquid Lipstick, which I've heard are wildly popular in the YouTube community. There's over $150 worth of product for only $30, and you save $20 if you sign up for the annual payment plan. With the seasonal payment plan, you can pay each month for the box and shipping costs. If you love beauty, you guys will love this box because it's filled with so many goodies. Check out beautycon.com box to sign up for your subscription. If you guys want 20% off, amazing, use the code BOXBUZZ. That's B-O-X-B-U-Z-Z. Again, check out beautycon.com box to sign up for your subscription today. Enjoy. All right, let's get this started. The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Uh-huh. Why do you have such a sharp, straight shave today? I got my little my photo shoot coming up. I know that's the sharpest line I've ever seen. It was. It's a little bit too sharp. It's I've a made it overdone it. Yeah, you, you always do. Welcome back, guys, to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Lauren Everts, creator of the blog and brand, The Skinny Confidential. I love spicy nuts, making fun of Michael's anal bead necklace. He was wearing it the whole time in Hawaii, and a cold, fresh beer. I was not wearing an anal bead necklace. My name is Michael Bostic, internet marketer, investor, business owner, big deodorant fan. Lauren didn't bring any to Hawaii, so I'm now the number one fan of deodorant and the creative director behind the Skinny Confidential. Oh, projectile vomit. Um, as always, we want to thank you guys for subscribing and rating our podcast. We really, really appreciate the reviews and the messages on social media. If you guys have not rated or reviewed the show, please do so. Even if it's a one star, just drop us a line and let us know how we can continue to improve. If you like the show, let your friends know so we can continue to grow this awesome Skinny Confidential community. The more friends you tell, the better. We're thinking of even hosting a huge ass giveaway for subscribers, so please, please, please share our podcast with anyone and everyone. We're hoping to grow this way bigger so eventually we can do live podcasts around the U.S. How fun would that be? We would do live questions, bring some champagne, hang out. All right, on that note, let me introduce you to today's guest, Miss Gobby Dalkin, creator of the blog and brand What's Gobby Cooking? So Gobby does it all. Basically, she used to cook for Jessica Simpson. She whips up homemade bread. That's right, homemade bread on the reg and kills it in the food blogging world. She also happens to make me look very, very bad in the kitchen. (laughs) Hi. Hi. She makes you look like shit in the kitchen. Did I make homemade bread last time you guys came over? Yeah, it was like I made pita. And pita bread and hummus yeah i, I still that. think we had about a little it mediterranean meze situation and you peeled the chickpeas or something it's the keto i did this yesterday too for this event you have to peel chickpeas when you're making a homemade hummus it's everything no big deal no it's the best. every time lauren gives me an ice cold piece of gluten-free 
bread from whatever shitty hell store she got it from. I just pretend it's the homemade pita bread. <laughs> you can come over anytime. The funniest thing is when we were at your house, he was looking at me out of his peripheral, eating the bread with like this smile on his face like he was going to kill me in my sleep because I don't make homemade bread. <laughs> you, I could teach you to make homemade pita. It's so easy. How is this easy? It's not. There's like no. It's it's l- the least intimidating bread you'll ever make. Really? Mm-hmm. The least intimidating bread you'll ever make. And I don't like make like I don't have time to spend three hours in the kitchen. This I'm a big aggressive. fan of homemade bread, so you know I've been a big fan for a long time, but just you know, Lawrence. You know they make like bread makers. You just throw all this shit into a machine, and you have bread a couple hours later. Oh, okay. Well, that, that could be doable. You could make it. My dad makes it, Michael. It could be your like you I could be the bread to. master. Yeah, I might have to make <laughs> something. Get on it. Put your apron on. And let's see. You <laughs> might be nice to eat something other than like a kale leaf and a <laughs> green drink. How do you? you have time to do it all with your blog your brand i mean you're growing into a global brand and make homemade bread um that's a great i'm a big fan of to-do lists so i make i try and cross everything off and then i can go play in the kitchen or i mean part of my job is creating recipes so it's it's like when i was cooking for you guys i was recipe testing for my cookbook so it was kind of work kind of play okay so tell tell us like anyone who doesn't know you tell us a kind of a summary sure so um let's see i my name's gobby i was a private chef for a number of years when i started my food blog i did both of them you know in conjunction with each other and then um, as soon as the blog kind of took off, I stepped away from private chefing. And now I write cookbooks. I do the blog. Um, I'm working on a product line. And the whole What's Gobby Cooking brand very much revolves around being this, like, California girl where everything's approachable. You can wear flip-flops or a red lip. Um, we don't take ourselves too seriously. It's very approachable. In fact, it's so approachable that Gobby and I met at Skinny Girl. We were both working with the brand to develop cocktail recipes. Yes, and I was nervous to go because sometimes when you go to these blogging events, people are mean and clicky, and we have the same manager. And she was like, no, you have to go and meet Lauren. You're going to love her. And I was like, I don't know. And then we We fell in love. It's a good thing you were there, too, because (laughs) Lauren doesn't know how to travel without me, apparently. You made it on time. You were at every event. I kind of made it on time. I was late going back. Did you miss your flight? Almost. By a hair. (laughs) You can travel. I'm not quite as aggressive as Michael is when I travel, but, but I'm always on time. Yeah. I feel like if we traveled together, we'd be on time. Like, there's I, it no would way. Be no, it would be no problem. But Lauren and I really have to battle to get to get her through. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a battlefield. But you did arrive literally three hours before Hawaii, the airport. We we could have slept in. For and there's a nothing to do in the Hawaii airport. No, it's so yeah. So it's and it's outside, so it's like real smelly. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Hawaii was Michael didn't love Hawaii. It wasn't Michael's favorite. Not my cup of tea, if we could say that. Why? L- listen, here's the thing. I get it. Hawaii is a place where people go to vacation, relax, take their horde of children. <laughs> I say horde because they're <laughs> never-ending children in Hawaii. And it's just too much for me. And too little. Yeah, I was going to say. It's too slow. It's too slow for me. I like, I like a quick pace. But well, how's Mexico in comparison? He likes Mexico. He likes Cabo. He that's we're getting married there obviously. I feel like they put Xanax in the air. So we definitely <laughs> like Mexico over Hawaii. Well, 
the thing is, I mean, it's a long way to go. And I don't want to bash Hawaii because people fucking love Hawaii, right? Like, if you, if you say the wrong thing about Hawaii, people will turn on you quickly. I hope people turn on you about Hawaii. <laughs> but I'm just, not, I'm, just not, I'm just not a fan. You know, I think that, you know, half the population down there are people that are, you know, like semi-retired and they want to go down there to live out the rest of their life. And so they go down there and they... You know they're chilling out, but a lot of time they get they get jobs in the service industry, and then they're they're servicing you slowly, slowly, yeah. very slowly, very lax. It's like, listen, I, I'm not retired. I'm trying to you know I'm trying to move down here. <laughs> yeah, he made everyone in Hawaii on edge. Everyone was on the edge of their seat. You were so annoying. You panicked the whole island. <laughs> I never described myself as a bored person, but I was a bored person. Really? What, you were bored. I was bored. Oh. I think, I think island time and island fever. Because they just fever. lay there. People, that's what you do in Hawaii. You just like lay there and get a tan. Yeah. I feel like I stimulated you with my smells, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like every, every time I started to go into like relaxation mode, that smell would hit me. and just It was like a smelling salt just ripped me out of my coma. <laughs> I forgot deodorant, and I didn't realize it was so humid. <laughs> it was incredibly humid. I mean, it was the most humid we've ever been. Well, was- the fastest we ever moved on the trip was when I was running as fast as I could to find the nearest liquor store to find you some deodorant (laughs) we got some at the abc store okay so i want you to give some tips to some listeners that maybe aren't the best in the kitchen but want to try oh man i would say find like three or four recipes on blogs or in cookbooks that aren't that have like 10 ingredients or less doesn't require a lot of like pots or pans or just things that are really easy and then kind of put them into your rotation Um, i'm also a huge fan of love like dips and like sauces and things um if you have like a really good salad dressing and you make it once a week then you can jazz things up with it all week long you could put it on roasted brussels sprouts you could put it on a salad you could put it on some grilled chicken or fish or protein that way you're kind of experimenting without it being too you know scary that's what your friend steven says who's a chef they say sauces and dips are the way to go yeah you got you need to really i just need to learn like three sauces and three dips. You've been saying that for about three years, so let's get on it. I'll yeah. teach you. We'll make homemade hummus as one of them. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, a basil vinaigrette and maybe a chipotle salsa. One time, Lauren tried to serve me a grapefruit vinaigrette. Okay. As pancake syrup. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I had... It was a raspberry vinaigrette. Whatever it was, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> And she took all this time, and it was like a romantic morning. Where, you know, like those like movies where the, where the couple Day. wakes up, and there's like dough batter in the kitchen, like <laughs> holding hands and like dripping it into the uh, the waffle maker, and everyone's everyone's super excited. Like, you know, like it's something you film as a, as a romantic comedy movie. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, so she was taking all this time to to make this amazing these waffles, and the waffles were great, but she didn't have any maple syrup or any syrup. I forgot or whipped cream so or you powdered made a sugar. Vinaigrette. Yeah. Okay. So she put a salad dressing on. <laughs> and then on, I started crying when he wasn't eating it. I was trying to pretend that I like it. And finally I just said, you know what? Fuck it. And just threw it all in the trash. And it was terrible. Ruined I almost broke up with you. That yeah, was but so I mean, notebook of me. Yeah, but it was, you know, it was salad right. dressing. Okay, well, I'm going to learn so- a couple sauces. Clearly I need to learn how to make syrup. Or yeah. Syrup. yeah, or just buy it in bulk. Or like, just buy it in bulk. I'll even take Aunt Jemima. I like Aunt Jemima. I've seen your pantry. You have like every, you just need to stock it. I don't want to touch it though. What do you mean? You don't like, want to touch syrup? No, I don't want to touch the pantry. Like, the pantry's like it's a museum. Perfect. Yeah, I don't want to touch it. Oh, well, can you put syrup in the fridge? Yeah, I don't like to touch the fridge either. <laughs> you need your own fridge, Michael. I have a little drawer. <laughs> 
What? But, yeah, it's this little drawer. Well, you made it oh, for the me. Drawer, the but drawer. everything's just crammed in there, <laughs> and I don't know what it is, and you know. No, he has a drawer with organized pretzels. He has a couple Cheez-Its, Annie's Cheez-Its. You have your like little like things. Yeah, there's nothing more exciting than walking in the pantry and seeing the container full of lima beans. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do with those? I wouldn't know what to do with those either. I don't know what to do with them either. But do you, what do you do? They you just s- look pretty. I'm like, They're on mm. brand. Do you have everything labeled? Um, I don't. But now that you just said that, you need a label maker. I come home from a hard day at work. Like, mm, I can't wait to soak the lima beans for an hour and then just heat those up. You know. I'm going to make lima beans next week. I you bet it would be sauce. really good with a raspberry vinaigrette yeah. in a salad. Totally on brand. Okay, so tell us about your journey. You start, uh, you told me you were cooking for Jessica Simpson, who you said is lovely. Yeah, she's like the most incredible human on the planet. But before that, I was a private chef for a family of six. So I was cooking like a bajillion things tonight because like one of them was gluten-free, one of them was vegetarian, one of them only ate meat, blah, blah, blah. And then I started cooking for Jess, um, and I cooked for her for like two years, um, and then eventually I just went full time with what's Gabby cooking. And that was, we, that was like right before my wedding, which was almost, a little over four years ago. And you're running a very organized, structured, strategic brand. Yeah. I run a tight ship and I don't have a lot of people working from, I don't have anyone actually full time, but I have, um, like I have people that help me with social media a little bit. I have my best, my two best friends shoot all the images and food style, all the images for my website. So it's like a very well-oiled machine so we can churn out content and, you know, everyone focuses on what they excel at. So no one's wasting time. They call that a solopreneur. Michael's getting horny when you say that you run a tight (laughs) ship and it's strategic. He loves it. I just, it's too, I also really love watching TV. So I have to like factor TV time into my life. So I, and if I didn't run a tight ship, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to watch The Housewives or, like, whatever I want to watch. I am not the most organized, but I still watch Housewives. Sometimes I feel like Lauren Ship. I was just watching the Titanic the other day. (laughs) And um, it's, like, this big, beautiful ship that's so amazing and it's put together perfectly. I'm going to stab you when you're sleeping. There's all sorts of different levels, but it's going full steam ahead sometimes towards that iceberg. (laughs) Then that's why why you're there, to steer it away. Yeah, be my jack. I just fear that I'm going to turn out, like, uh... I'm going to turn out like Leo and just be in the ice cold water dying as she floats away on the plank Never of wood. Never let go, Michael. Would you let Never me let Would you go. let me live if there was a plank of wood? I would let you live. No, you wouldn't. You're like, your, your eyes are blinking. <laughs> what a liar. <laughs> uh, what I like about your brand, though, and I want to kind of give a BTS to the listeners. So what's really cool about Gobby's brand is that she she does, like, I think it's a once a month shoot in a huge industrial kitchen. Yeah, so... um. My photographer and my food stylist, they're married. Um, his name, the photographer is Matt, the stylist is Adam. And they have this like incredible studio down in Long Beach with like every single ceramic, ev- everything you could possibly imagine for a food photo shoot. And so like once a month, once every three to three weeks, we go down and we shoot like 10 to 12 recipes. So that means I have content for like two to three weeks, basically. Um, and so I'm not shooting every day like I was when I was doing everything on my own. I would like make a recipe a couple times and then I would shoot it and then I would be on the blog the next day. This way I kind of stockpile content. Like we have all of my Thanksgiving content basically done. Michael's horny part two. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael's like literally like blinking and staring at me out of his peripheral. This is like another homemade bread moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds amazing, just having all that done in advance. We get it, Michael. We get it. I really think it's a great idea. <laughs> it's a great idea, but also it's a little... T- it's a, it's tricky because like if, a spon- if sponsored content comes up and they're like, we want something to be up for Thanksgiving, 
I have to like kind of rejigger my schedule around, which is fine. And it, it's helpful to let most of it's done in advance. So I can just like move my little post-its around on my editorial calendar and then it's done. But- wait, 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 wait. Okay. So, um, I think you snapped a picture somewhere. You showed me the picture. You texted me a picture. How did I, think I it was see the first comment? time you came over for dinner? You saw it. I said, what is that? I went in her office and there was, there was these calendars, these four calendars with post-its all over them. And yeah. you can kind of tell us. They're like, so I, I, my management team always want, well, our management team always wants me to have like a digital editorial calendar so they can see what, where my mind's at. But I like, I like crossing things off of an actual list. I don't get as much satisfaction just deleting text on a computer. So I, I made like life-size editorial calendars. So I have these four big calendars on the wall. And I have little tiny post-its that fit each day. And it has whatever piece of content's going up, like mashed sweet potatoes. Um, and it goes up. And then when it's done and I've promoted it and it's gone on every social media channel, I rip the post-it off and I throw it in the trash and move on to the next day. Doesn't Amazing. that sound nice, Lauren? <laughs> well, Ripping I actually, it off. The... Wait, Michael. Actually, I went and got the calendars off Etsy. Yeah. You can go to Gobby's blog. There's yeah, there's a whole And she'll post. design them for you. Like, she did yours a custom color. Yes, she and did like, light pink. mine match my, the logo, the red in my logo. Yeah, they're super, super cool. We've talked about this on the podcast before. I think I've shouted you out about this, but you can go to her blog. Just Google what gobby cooking calendar editorial calendar yeah it's amazing you guys and they're like framed and every month i switch them out so i can always like yesterday i just put up january's and i can't even think that far in advance i'm 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 capped off in november right now (laughs) uh what am i posting tonight (laughs) what's going on tonight no actually really what am i posting what's a little bit different for lauren because you know a lot of this stuff requires you know her in, yeah in the shot so a lot of the times oh know, i can't she, even imagine yeah i that's mean so if, much more work. well no that's not true though because because cooking and buying and getting prepping that's it's a different, it's different. kind of work it's, it's a different, different. Kind of work. but also like i if i post a picture of myself on instagram people are like unfollow bye like, yeah right no they are they're like you don't look like a cookie okay wait a minute people <laughs> love gobby on snapchat she's super raw and real and she gives you i feel like you share a story of the day i do i we t- i feel like we both talked about this when we started snapchat like unless you're you have to share like a beginning a middle and end basically there has to be like some sort of just some i don't know like a story yeah without oversaturating right and it can't be like too obnoxious or whiny like there's some people that just are like you i don't know you just it's just you have to be good at people that are like what well i just think ever since instagram stories came out some people are just like i made this recipe and it didn't work and you're like i don't want to hear about that yeah like you want to you want to watch something that's entertaining meaning people will message you that they try to make the recipe that no like other influencers you know kind of complaining about their job or something and i just think people are giving you or me or Michael, whatever, they're giving you your time to watch your Snapchat story or your Insta story or look at your feed or whatever it is. You have to be providing them with some value. Like you can't just be, you know, Michael's favorite subject. Michael's horny part three. (laughs) Just can't be a weird filter of yourself with you, like with the angel halo over your head. Or you with your headphones walking around spouting off random shit. I'm not spouting off random shit. It's very calculated and informative and awesome. Snapchat, (laughs) Michael Bostick. Oh my God. He plugs his Snapchat every second. 
and it's with one S, Michael Boss. No, no, two S's. <laughs> like boss, boss. Two. We get it. Um, yeah, so Snapchat's been a really cool medium, I think, for both of us because it's allowed us to kind of showcase our personality more than than through the blog. And I think a lot of people have abandoned ship to Instagram Story, but I'm still kind of loyal to Snapchat. Like, Snapchat all day long. Yeah, Instagram Story's my mistress. Like Snapchat's like my main man. Yeah, there I, might not be that many snaps going on on my bachelor party. Where's your bachelor party? Oh, yeah. Where's your bachelor party, Michael? Montreal. Montreal Shut up, Canada. really? That's yeah. awesome. The French Quarter. When are you going? Very cultured. Um, I'm getting ready to go next week. Fun. The PIs Lauren, are ready. Lauren Is says she has PIs. No. Okay. No. That's too much. <laughs> too much to the, the conversation of joint bachelor, bachelorette started and we no, shut that down. I don't want a joint bachelorette cut with that, you. No. no, I cut that down. I don't remember my bachelorette party. Really? Nope. Because you were drunk. Yeah. Lauren's going to Palm Springs. Ugh, I wish I had done that. I'm going to Montreal. Honestly, like, I just want to chill. I, I just, I don't need... So like, do I. And honestly, I'm fine, like, just chilling. And my friends are trying to, like, make this whole deal. Like, my buddy Wesson called me on the way here. Yeah, you want to like, read. He's in a deep panic. <laughs> I'm like, listen, will there be will there be books on this trip? Will there be... <laughs> Literally, your bachelorette party, your ideal bachelorette party, is to go with the chihuahuas away from everyone in silence and read and listen to, like, heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. or Bossa Nova. <laughs> oh, you like but Bossa Nova now. These guys, they're, they're trying to set up, the, they're like, this, look, this one dinner, it turns into a club. Do you want to do that? Like, we got to get, everyone's trying to, like, scrounge together their pennies to see if they could pay for it. I'm like, God, I'm like, this sounds terrible already. They got one big Airbnb. Yeah. At one point, they were trying to share um, four beds with eight guys, and Super I had to shut creepy. that down so and get hard. some. Ooh. It's too much. Yeah, yeah it's tough. Uh, and, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're just a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to change your diaper by 11. Weston will change it for me. Great. That's great. That sounds really fun. Mine's going to be relaxing. We're going to have good food and just do nothing. Take some Instagrams and that's about it. You're going to Palm Springs? Yeah. You should stop by. You have to go to Workshop Kitchen. I'll go to Palm Springs anytime, but Workshop Kitchen is so fun in Palm Springs. Okay. I need to write that down. Yeah, it's great. Okay. I can't wait to recap that. And I'm also podcasting at my bachelorette party. <gasps> what? Without Michael. Solo? Just you? Yeah. Thank God. It's going to be so fun. It'll oh probably be God. the worst show that we've done. No. no. Probably the best. <laughs> probably the best. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're excited about it. So anyways, yeah. Snapchat's still fun, still relevant. We're loving it. Um, I think it's really important, like you said, to be grateful. Yeah, like, humble, grateful on Snapchat instead of complaining about your job. Agreed. And I just like sharing valuable content. That's just what that's what our business is all about. No one wants to hear about how you don't like your job on Snapchat. No. Before we get into the him and her tip of the week, I want to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors. Okay, so I've talked about BioClarity before, and you guys know it is an awesome product for skin. It really, really helps with acne, especially young adult skin. So it's created by nature and powered by science, and it's a totally new acne treatment designed, like I said, for young adult skin. It's naturally better. BioClarity is clinically proven to clear up acne blemishes, such a win, and help maintain clear, confident skin. Kind of what we all want, right? We'd love to use that pretty filter on Snapchat. You don't need to use it with this. 90% of the clinical study patients reported a reduced number of blemishes and would recommend it to friends. Love it. So basically, there's three easy steps here. The first step is to cleanse. It's a rich, foaming facial cleanser that washes away dirt, oil, and pollution. 
great for LA. I always tell you guys that when I'm in LA, it's awesome. This includes a powerful plant extract from green tea, which is super detoxifying, cucumber cooling, love it, it's my favorite, and chamomile, which is super calming. So the face wash is awesome because there's no harsh chemicals in it. The second step is to treat very important step. This is a gel that penetrates the pores and attacks the bacteria that causes acne. Got to get this on Michael. It contains antioxidants from oat kernel extract and powerful skin moisturizers. Lastly, and the final step is to restore. This is a gel with Floralux in it, which is the green stuff in plants, and it kind of makes BioClarity unique. It's patented ingredient proven to help reduce the redness, the size of pores, and soothe the skin. So what are you guys waiting for? Get clearer skin today. Just go to bioclarity.com. The Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, will get their first month for only $9.95. Love it. Such a deal. That's a 20% savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So if you guys don't like it, you can send it back, but I know you'll love it. That's bioclarity.com. Enter my code SKINNY at checkout. S-K-I-N-N-Y at checkout. Don't wait. Go to bioclarity.com today. All right, I'm going to share this tip of the week with everyone out there and you too. It's all about sleep. I think you might appreciate this. Um, I have a new bedtime ritual, which I bet you're both excited to hear about. We can't wait. Lauren's seen it already. I bought this really comfortable sleep mask. You ever use a sleep mask? No. Like for your eyes? Yeah, for your eyes. But you know that it's super annoying because they have the like little straps that go over your ears like you're in a science lab. Like the ones they give you on airplanes? Yeah. So now I got this new one. It's like a it's like a silk satin thing and it it has a velcro strap and it goes all the way around your head and your ears so you can't see anything. The lights like completely blocked out. This is um, the shit I have to deal with. I heard about it on the Tim I was listening to Tim Ferriss show and he and he mentioned it and I was like, "Man, I hate those sleep masks with the with the thing." So this is a velcro strap goes around your head. And then I got earplugs that go under as the Velcro strap goes over your ears. So you can't see or hear anything. This sounds then, like you have like a really high-tech strap on. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, no. But And then I go a step further and I drink a bunch of Sleepy Time tea. Oh, that's the best. Yes. Or my new favorite, which is the Caramel Bedtime tea by, I think... Yogi tea. Yogi yeah, tea. Yogi tea always. And it. so... Now, my senses are diluted. I can't see. I can't hear. And then the sleepy time tea knocks me out and I sleep all night. So my tip is to get the sleep mask. It's on Amazon. I think it's called like the Sleep Master. You got to leave the links on Twitter. Yeah, I'll leave the links on the show recap and the sleepy time tea and you'll sleep like a baby. How many hours a night do you sleep? Six to eight. Okay. How many do you sleep? Um, I can sleep a lot, but last night I didn't sleep. It just kind of varies. I mean, I can sleep a lot. I could sleep nine hours. That's like a good night for me. I'm an eight to nine hour girl. Yeah. Yeah. I need a lot of sleep. Mm -hmm. If you really want your man to fall asleep, you can roofie them. Just (laughs) sprinkle a little bit in their sleepy time tea and they'll have no fucking idea. Okay. On to my tip of the week. This is the her tip. I was going to do something on bridal curls, but I think I'll do it next week because I feel like my tip's fitting and we can kind of talk about this. My tip is iPads. Oh my God. You are the one who introduced me to iPads. Really? Yeah. I bought them because of you. Okay. I love iPads. Aren't they amazing? Yeah. I don't even know what they actually do, but they make me feel awake. They make you feel awake. And I put them on the second I wake up, except for today. I was running out the door, but I put them on the second I wake up and I make sure they're really close underneath my eye. I like the ones that are all collagen. But these are like, whatever you're wearing right now is very high tech. Like they're sticking to your face. Yeah. This is, these are, um, revelations are, they're anti-aging fine lines eye masks and they do fill in the fine lines 
Really? Don't you feel like that? I don't know. I just feel like I want to wear them out. Like, I want to put them on when I'm in an Uber. I want to wear them to the grocery store, and I don't want anybody to judge me. No, they won't. You just put sunglasses on. No, I don't even want to do that. I just want to rock them. Uh, that's fine. That's totally acceptable. <laughs> if you guys don't have eye masks, get on board. Every single morning, I swear, they're a game changer, and they're, they kind of, like, plump your skin and infuse your skin with kind of collagen. I will do a blog post on this because I'm so obsessed with them. Uh, are these ones from Amazon? Those are from Amazon. You can also get them on revelations.com, I think. But there's tons out there. You don't have to go super expensive. I know there's some that are like $70 per pack. I got the Korean ones, I feel like, that you were talking about once upon a time. They come in like a light blue package and they're white. Okay, I loved those. And oh. then I was starting to investigate ingredients. <gasps> and there was one ingredient I didn't love. What? I, I don't know what it is. What I'll text it, it's you. something like chemically. It's something just weird and it's your eyes. So that's why I got these. And if you read what's in them, this is just vitamin A, vitamin C, hydraulic acid, and collagen. And basically it brightens and refreshes your eyes. It's antioxidants. It's amazing. You guys try it. And if you're hungover, it's the best. Truth. Yes. All right. Well, that's in the beginning, I thought you were talking about the Apple iPad. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. And Honestly, it wasn't until about halfway through your spiel that I got that you were talking about iPads. <laughs> Michael has finally accepted it's time for him to get a little Botox. I have forehead. not accepted that, but I, mm, I know I'm not. There's a bit of a cursive line on your forehead. I'm going for the Grand Canyon. And no. with that... I have to look at it. <laughs> we will be right back from the break. Season two of some inspiring podcasts from Forbes is now on Podcast One. First, if you worry that you're not the type who could succeed in starting and running a business because you're not an extrovert, hiding in the bathroom with Maura Aaron's Mealy will change your mind and maybe your life. Then Forbes contributor, author, and entrepreneur Denise Rastori invites you into her New York City apartment to tap into her conversations with successful women who are sharing some mentoring moments. And finally, hosts Christina Wallace and Kate Scott Campbell will blow the doors off traditional one-career thinking and prove to you that the limit does not exist. Get inspired and download all three shows now on the Podcast One app, iTunes, or at podcastone.com. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Just like that, we are back, and we've got some questions. Putting Gabby in the hot seat. Lay him on me. Yep. We're actually kind of getting, like, business blogging more, more than cooking, so we'll have to have you on for another cooking episode. Next time we do that, we'll bring, I'll bring all my food in, and we can eat while we're talking. Love it. We can peel chickpeas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I've kind of gotten into a lot of the answers myself on the okay. show that I'm going to ask you, but I kind of want to, I want to provide some value to the listeners um, from somebody else's point of view, somebody that's in the same space. And then we similar can have space, a debate. And we can have a debate. <laughs> so my question is, what's it been like being an influencer in the niche field of food and cooking? How have you been able to grow your brand and stand out in an industry that is becoming highly saturated? That industry being the influencer space. Yeah. So when I started What's Gabby Cooking, I had no idea what my brand was. I, I was just like, look, I'm in culinary school and I'm a chef and look at all this shit that I can cook. Um, and I don't think I stood out at, at all for the first couple of years. And it wasn't until I really like honed in on my message of being this like really approachable California girl where you're only spending like 30 minutes in the kitchen tops and you're churning out all this incredible food that I did start to stand out. And I think I now I run my business with that in mind. So I, I, I always want to be providing people things with like that are California girl related, even if you don't live in California. You could live in Nebraska and still live the California girl life. So once I kind of adhered to that 
it made my brand stick a little bit more and it's since grown because I always am telling this, you know, the story with the, it just continues up the road. So your advice to someone that's just starting out in 2016, they're trying to stand out is to really adhere to their brand. Yeah. Like, and you, you, you might not know it off the bat, but like figure out what you stand for, figure out what your voice is. If you want to have like this, if you're a really great writer, maybe you want to write a lot. If you're a really good photographer, maybe you want to take more photos, but figure out what it is that you want to tell people and and stick to it because I think in, we're so inundated with bloggers and influencers these days. You have to be really telling a concise story in order for people to relate to it's kind of like doubling down on your strengths yeah and i think it's really nice for brands too because brands know exactly what they're going to get when they come to you um and you can be really you know you're like no this doesn't work for my brand this is so off brand i can't do it or yes this is exactly what kind of things i would do you just said something and michael touched on it um earlier this week when we were in hawaii you said it's about the story Mm -hmm. and I think to stand out in this saturated influencer space, you do have to tell a story. And you said something the other day. You said, you're not telling the story that was your story five years ago. You're telling today's story. And you have to be able to pivot with your brand and know how to tell that story instead of telling the same old story, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, what I was saying is, you know, you if you captivate any type of audience in any field, people get bored with the same old story, like the same, you know, I was this and I've always been this and I'm going to continue doing this. That's great. Those are your roots. That's your core. But you need to evolve the story so that people can come along for a ride, for a journey. And I, Lauren and I were talking. I said, listen, you know, your story and your roots were this. You were a broke bartender. You had an idea to start a blog. And since then, it's obviously like her story has changed. It's evolved. She's getting married. She's met an amazing man. He's the best thing that's ever happened in her life. Literally, shoot me. Literally. Like, do you guys hear this shit I have to fucking deal with? But, it was so eloquently like laid out. See, too. that's a story. I brought you along for the journey and brought you in. But no, but seriously, though. Um, oh. So now her, her story is a little bit different. She still has those roots, but there's different. You know, she has product line coming out. She's working. Her, her, she's got a podcast. The brand's growing. It's evolving. I'm assuming the same thing has happened for you. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, like I didn't have a brand, so I wasn't even telling a story six years ago when I started What's Gobby Cooking. But, you know, now I work with brands. I'm working on a product line. My second cookbook's in the works. So all of that, like, plays into the story as I'm evolving. Like, I got married four years ago. I talked about that. One day in, like, a billion years, maybe we'll have kids. Um So I don't know. I think all that kind of evolves with you. And I think there's been a lot of top tier bloggers that that had started out, you know, working from a nine to five and their brand grew and they ended up getting married and having kids. And now you look at some of these girls and you're like, wow, you know, they have it all. It's been so easy. And you forget kind of the whole story and you just see the end with the kids. And and they've done a good job, though, of of bringing these readers on because the readers are following along with the journey. Yeah. I also think it's really interesting because as like like. Snapchat, you and I both share behind the scenes kinds of things, but on Instagram, our lives look really perfect all the time. But I love that people now get to see the behind the scenes on Snapchat and like, you're not always looking perfect or the kitchen's not always pretty or whatever it is. I think that helps tell the story and make you real and approachable and relatable, which is a big deal today. Which is why I love Snapchat. It's Mm -hmm. all about the story and storytelling. We always say this is underrated. It is. So if you could give a new influencer, somebody going into a niche space, one piece of advice on how they can help themselves stand out, what would it be? How to stand out. I know that puts you on the spot. Um, 
Oh, man, how to stand out. I would say, I mean, this is just more general advice that I tell people, but I, if I have an idea, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm not going to sit around and wait and think about it for three months. I'm just going to see if it sticks. So I would see if it sticks and put it out there and see people's response to it and go for it. Love it. I 100% agree with that. Launch fast and adjust with feedback. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about brands. How do you pick and choose who you're going to work with while still staying authentic to the What's Gobby Cooking brand? Sure. So this actually changed a lot for me since I figured out what What's Gobby Cooking stood for. Um, Because back in the day, five years ago, I would just be like, oh my God, you want to pay me $200? It doesn't matter if it's a cat food brand. Like, sure. Even though I never talk about my cats. Um, Now I know exactly what my audience wants. I know what my message is. So the brand has to fit into that as a whole. Um, And if there's a way to like kind of like, for example, Lululemon, if Lululemon came to me and was like, we want to work with you. I'm like, that that makes sense. I wear your clothes all the time. Like I can put them on a Snapchat. I cook in my yoga pants all the time. Like I said earlier, if a cat food brand came to me now, I'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. I never talk about cat food. I cook human food. Um, So whatever it is has to fall into the bigger what's got be cooking picture. Love it. But I also like made a lot of mistakes five years ago and I worked for brands or like a like a frozen lasagna company that I would never I would never make a frozen frozen lasagna. Did you get blowback for that? I sure did. And so learning that about my audience was invaluable. And I and I would never make that mistake again because without our audiences. We're, We're toast. Yeah. 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 And I think it's really, really important to listen to your audience. I've definitely, when I first started blogging, made a couple of mistakes along the way of working with certain brands or advertisers. And I listened to my audience and I, I listened to their feedback. And instead of being combative towards it, I embrace it and I want to know what they think and if they feel like something's off brand. Um, you know, you just have to really pick and choose who you're working with. I, I mean, I've turned down things that for so much money, but it just doesn't make sense for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a product that um, someone approached me with that was a very good deal and it would have been a very easy blog post, but there was soy in it. Mm. And I just didn't want to promote it. It just wasn't the right fit. And I said no. And you have to do that, I think, to play the long game. Agreed. And I also think it helps for you to explain that. I get on the phone with brands before I say no to them and say, listen, um, my audience isn't going to respond to this. Like, you can pay me as much money as you want and I will deliver beautiful photos, but it's not going to work for me. Like, this isn't, you're not going to have a successful campaign with my audience. So I'm not your girl. So do they appreciate that you do that? I think so. I think maybe it's a little sad because they're they're looking at, you know, your number game and they're like, oh, we really want access to her audience. But they also, that's the PR team, you know, coming to me or whatever intermediate asking me to do this. The brand's going to have like real shit results and that's going to look bad for everybody involved. I think that's a great answer. If you guys are bloggers, take note on that. Don't make the same mistakes we made in the early days. <laughs> we did them for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is my last and final question, putting you in the hot seat. You also work with your husband, Thomas, who we all know here and love. Is it as awesome and chaotic as Lauren and I's relationship? So... I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, Thomas Thomas works with me um, kind of behind the scenes. He does a lot of website development for me and helps me make some big decisions. But we're not together every day because he has a regular job, like a nine-to-five job. He's in advertising. Um, but but I've brought up him like working with me full-time before, and that's a hard no for him. He is not interested in working with me. He's like, I'll help you with your web design. I'll help you, you know, creative 
creatively and he's just like but i can't he doesn't want to be with me all the time which is fine listen i fully get it i think you have to have your own things and if he's making the conscious decision to have like his own thing be his main thing i commend him that's very smart that's what he should do because it is not easy you know luckily enough i have a couple of my own you have your own you have tons of things going on but you know definitely this year has been trying as we've as lauren and i have jumped in this together it's really interesting like how do you turn like one time thomas and i were in palm springs together and it was like 120 degrees and he wanted to sit inside but there was really shitty light inside and i need good light for a photo so i'm like no we'll sit outside and he lost his shit on me like God, thomas, thomas never gets mad no, at me i mean you know Come kevin on, knows, kevin it. knows i mean sometimes we need to get the boxing gloves out even in the studio like he's like everyone's <laughs> like whoa 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 it's like two cats like fighting in an alley yeah you know? it's tough and then we but go, you learn you learn we have learned what is works for us what doesn't it's a learning curve absolutely i think it's definitely doable i mean juliana and bill rancic i i think are like such an incredible couple to watch working together because they just like get it you guys like you just do it uh, i mean it, i've seen you no you guys are good uh, half the time we want to <laughs> stab each other the other half he's okay a hundred percent of the time she doesn't have deodorant <laughs> i'm not gonna work on that i don't like it um i think working together is is very very difficult and i always say this it's like a dance and you have to figure that dance out and you have to figure out what works for you i don't recommend it if someone is only coming into your business so okay michael has his own thing i have my own thing and then we work together right a lot of couples like one will have their own thing and then the other one will come into that person's thing and that's the only thing the other person's doing am i explaining that right meaning like if if i didn't have anything going on for me and I just jumped into the skinny confidential. That yeah. would probably be a problem. Because then you don't have anything of your own. Yes. And also the person like Lauren would probably resent me in that instance because she'd say, hey, you're jumping into my thing. Even if she knew, even right, if she didn't want to, even if I was really helping. Yeah, it's because it's her thing. So, you know, this podcast was a way for us to kind of carve out our thing together. And then obviously I, I come in and help her when she needs help on the on her site. But also I have my own things that I can, you know, call my own, put my flag in and yeah, I think that's separate. smart. I think that's really smart. So I guess our advice here is is make sure you each have your own thing if you decide to go into business together so you each can give energy to your own thing as well as your thing that you're doing collectively. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And Michael, always have a smile when you're working with me. And Lauren, always have a stick of deodorant. <laughs> Michael, come on. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say to the audience? I know you'll be back to do a cooking show. I bet they'll have questions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear the questions. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Where can, can you? where can everyone find you? Um, so whatsgabbycooking.com is kind of my my hub, my hub. Like everything lives there. And then all my social channels are whatsgabbycooking. No G at the end because Instagram cut me off back in the day when it started. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Facebook? Snapchat's fun, you guys. The most fun. Yeah, you'll it learn It is the lot. most fun. Yeah. Instagram's prettier, though. Instagram's prettier, but Snapchat's fun. The most. Definitely check her out. She will be back. We'll do a cooking show. <gasps> Before we go, though, I want to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you listeners and readers for supporting The Skinny Confidential and him and her podcast. You guys are what keeps the show growing, and you give Michael and I the confidence to keep going. We really appreciate it, and we will continue to do our best to bring you entertainment and value on a weekly basis for free. Now, here's an easy way for you guys to show your love. Use our Amazon link to do all your online shopping. It costs you nothing. Super quick. 
Just go to my Podcast One show page and click on the Killer Deals button above the show list. Then click the Amazon banner and go shopping. Fun. There's even links for Canada and the UK. So if you're in Canada or the UK, you can also support the show. Speaking of Amazon, you guys know how much I love books, love wearing my headphones, love learning, moles on the go, so why not combine it all together? Click the Audible button right next to the Amazon button on our show page. It will take you to some awesome reading lists that you can check out and buy from Audible. They're giving listeners a free audiobook when you sign up. I use Audible all the time, and it's a great way to catch up on books when I'm on the go. Thank you guys again so much for downloading, subscribing, and of course supporting What's Gobby Cooking has been so much fun today. And remember to send in your questions to Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskHimAndHer. You can send us questions to our Snapchats at Lauren Everett's and at Michael Bostick. Two S's. I'll be nice. Or you can email podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. We're also going to be doing more call-ins. We had fun doing those last week on Taylor's show. So if you want to call in, email us at podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. Subject line, call in. Again, that's podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. Subject, call in. Ask us anything and we will do our best to answer. Or just drop us a line and let's talk. Okay, I'm craving some hummus. We're off. (gasps) We need to make some. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.